Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Happy New Year to you. And to all our listeners, how was your Christmas and New Year? It was uneventful. I had 10 days off from work. I didn't feel like it was 10 days. It felt like a lot less. But it was... Two days. It felt like minus three days. Um, (laughs) But it was all right. Just didn't really do much. Um, Finally bought Elden Ring. And we're going to be playing that at some point for the podcast, aren't we? So I thought I'd get that because that was on sale. Um, so I've been, you know, actively punishing myself uh, by playing. As you say, getting angry at Elden Ring. Yes, that was what my Christmas was. Did you have a pleasant time? I did. I was down in uh, lovely Essex, um, seeing my family, and I am now back up north. I had about two and a half weeks off, so the last couple of days I've returned to my new job, and. I'm just getting used to the rhythm of everything. I'm now um, commuting to work, whereas I was working at home and obviously learning the ropes of a new role. So um, I'm tired at the moment, to be honest, but um, I'll get into a rhythm with it and all crash and and, and die. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. (laughs) You have to find a new co-host then. Don't need to do that. Yeah, can't Mr. talk Blobby on my own. He's waiting in the wings. Mr. Blobby's not available. I've already checked. <laughs> he's always available. He's not been. He's been out of work since Noah's house party. Well, it's because he's a bit dodgy. I think that's what I reckon. <laughs> and <Pingo>. so <laughs> today we are looking at uh, what are we looking at? Look, <laughs> you okay? Um, a game. We're looking at a game. Oh dear, 2023 is going to be a difficult year for us, isn't it? Yes, it is. So today we're looking at number 59 on the Metacritic list. Number 59 is Gears of War. Gears of War has a meta score of, I'm just checking. Well, I can tell you, it is a rating of 94. There we go, a rating of 94, and it was released in the year 2005 on the Xbox 360. Um... So, Gears of War, have you played this game before? What's your background with the series? Do you have any history? And what version did you play? A number of questions to be thrown at you. Lots of questions for me. So, no, I've never played this game before. I watched a guy that I went to college with, so when I was about 16, maybe 17, play about half an hour of it at his house one time while we were waiting to go to a party, I think. And it's never, ever appealed to me. My but my 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 knowledge of this game is minimal. Um, the only things I've ever known about it is do, do you know Ego Raptor? YouTuber. Is that your pet? That's my raptor. Um, so Ego Raptor is quite a prolific gaming YouTuber. Um, but he started out on. Do you remember Newgrounds.com? Oh yes. Yeah, he started out doing flash videos, and he did um, a series of videos. Flashy. flashy. He did um, a series of videos um, where he like did did like little weird like clips of video games, but instead of it being like 
So Final Fantasy VII, he made like a 30-second video of that, and it was called Awesome Fantasy VII, and this was Gears of Awesome, um, and Speed Racer was Awesome Racer. So it was that, and anyone that hasn't seen it, and I've not sent it to you, but just Google Ego Raptor Gears of Awesome, and that is the extent of my knowledge of this game, other than the original trailer for Gears of War, which had the song Mad World in it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, nothing. It's never been a game that's appealed to me. I've never been tempted by it. I've watched gameplay, I've watched footage, I've seen people talk about it, and it's just never, ever appealed to me, ever. Um, but funnily enough, out of the people that I know, like in my personal life, some of which listen to the podcast and some of which don't, when I tell them kind of what kind of podcast they do, quite a lot of people say, oh, have you done Gears of War yet? Um, so this is quite a well respected yeah. game I suppose I know the series is is mixed in terms of where it went from kind of the, the second and third games um, but no this was I think this game's been quite long coming, um, we've left it till obviously quite near the end of the list but yeah. yeah this seems to be quite a popular one particularly with people that I know anyway but no direct history I suppose the same questions back to you um so I do have a, a quite a lot of history with Gears of War, actually. Um, the thing that kept coming to mind when I was playing this game, again, because I have completed it quite a few times before, is um, I remember I said something when, when we played Metroid Prime and we, we did the episode on that, and I read somewhere um, someone said this quote that I really liked, which was, you had to be there at the time, it was a big deal. And yeah. that quote kept coming back to me um, with Gears of War, because I remember very clearly it was just after I got my 360, um, I picked up. There were there were two games that were coming to console, and they were being quite closely compared, even though they were very different games, for one reason, which I'll get to, um, and that was uh, Gears of War and Rainbow Six Vegas, and both very, very good games, and the, the the debate was which one was better and the reason they were being so readily compared even though they're, they're really quite different games is because they both feature a cover system and it kind of came down to which had the best cover system and cover systems weren't really um that common back then but i think those two games um, particularly gears of war really popularized the cover system within shooters of course, you did get games that had it beforehand. I think Brothers in Arms had it beforehand. Um, but yeah, it really, it was a big game that came out that, that popularised it. And The big one that I can think of after this game that was cover shooting that I kept thinking back to when I played this was Spec Ops The Line. Yeah, Spec Ops The Line very much owes a, owes a bit of a debt to, um, yeah. to, to, God, to Gears of War, not God of War. Um, God of Gears. So the other thing is... It came out on the 360. Um, now, obviously, the argument nowadays is that Xbox has no exclusives, but this was a one of quite a few heavy hitters that the early 360 had. Um, I always think of that, Halo and Gears of War when I think of Xbox, like early yeah, days. Yeah, and and it it was a real um, it was a real win for them back then, mm. and it came out and it got rave reviews, and and I played it then, and it was a really good game. Um, to me, it, it really did live up to the hype. And I, I played this single player. I played it co-op with my brother. 
and I actually completed this on the highest difficulty setting. So um, yeah, I really am quite a fan of this game. I do think, as you said, that the series has kind of um, had ups and downs since then. Gears of War 2 is actually my favourite. Um, Gears of War 3 is also very well acclaimed, but then it kind of goes a bit up and down after that. And I think they really need to, um, I don't know, maybe maybe refresh the series with a the, with the new entry, which will inevitably come. Um, but yeah, this, this game was really a selling point for the 360 back then. And it's quite interesting to see where the series has gone since then compared to that. Um, for, for this playthrough of the game, um, I played it on the Series X because they remastered Gears of War and um, I played that version. I think they remastered it for the Xbox One, but I played it on my Series X, which I imagine you did the same. No, um, I've because I, I collect, uh, well, I collect some physical games. I haven't done it as much recently. Um, but I've actually got Gears of War 1 and 2. I think I've got number 2 as well, um, actually on Xbox 360. Um, so I played the original um, for the 360, which it, it made sense because I didn't want to shell out more money for something, particularly at the time of year when we picked it up at Christmas when I was a bit skinto anyway with the house move and stuff. So I just played the version that I had. Um, so you probably had the more... Op- optimal experience you, have you are you are you not subscribed to game pass anymore no it ran out um ah, okay. so i uh I, I i stuck with the the original which was fine i think that, that there's a few minor differences but a majority of it is just it's not in you know 1080p or whatever it's in 720 and the frame rate's a bit lower but other than that it's pretty much quite similar isn't it i think i think the remaster they redid the textures and, and they boosted the um the performance to 60 and stuff like that it's quite a nice remaster actually it looks quite fresh i was um, I, I was reading a review of the of the remaster um and someone was saying that they they spent a lot of time on the on the character models and the the environments that you're in in terms of you know remodeling them and making them look yeah. nice but they said the one thing that really brought the the remaster down and not the remastering down really, but just the, the game in general is that it had remastered graphics, but it was like new generation graphics, but old generation AI. They didn't change any of the AI for the enemies at all. And yeah. I think that was quite, I mean, I, I don't know because I hadn't played the original game at the time. So I, I got nothing to compare it to in terms of playing the remaster. Cause I've not touched that version. There, but... there are some silly, there are some silly moments in there that, that a few odd ones. Mm. I think it's one of those games where, this was also a game. There, there were a lot of games at the time that had um, sort of monster alien races, and this yeah. is one of them with the locust. And because they're sort of monster alien things, they're, they're closer to zombies in a way than people. And um, I think they're, they're not the sharpest AI, but I don't know if they, I mean, I wasn't going in expecting Rainbow Six Vegas AI, no. which is very good. Um, but yeah, there are a few moments where you'll be aiming at them and they'll have their back to you and they're literally a few meters in front of you and you just shoot them in the head and kill them. And yeah, there are a few funny moments like that. Um, so I played this actually in co-op with my girlfriend, uh, for the first time playing with her. So that was, uh, interesting as well. And we just ran through that. And one of the nice things was that I could, I set my difficulty to normal this time. 
um, as she said, her difficulties casual and um, yeah, th- it's quite nice that you can in- independently set your difficulties. Yeah, that's quite cool. That's yeah, a nice quite, quite a good time with it. Um, okay, so do you want to give us a bit on the plot of this game? Yeah, so, so the, the main word, I, I was thinking about this on my drive home earlier, and the word that I'd use to describe this game, if you could only give me like a one-word review of it, is um, uh, machismo. It's very much like a macho, testosterone-filled, yes. um, you know, hardcore gamer vibe from, you know, the mid the mid Very much of the time. Yeah, definitely. It's... Um, it's literally just turn the game on and just blood and gore for you know the whole thing. It, it makes me think of do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Bart steals a video game, Bone Storm, and he's not allowed oh, to play yeah. it because it's so violent. That's what it kind of made me think of. And the the, the plot of this game is funny because it seems like they put effort into the plot, but the main focus was more the the shooting and, and the action. Um, but the plot of the game is it sets on a planet that is pretty much identical to Earth called Sera, and the plot takes place 14 years after something called Emergence Day. Yeah. Uh, Emergence Day is when uh, the locusts, which what you just mentioned there, are like an alien race um, who've been kind of asleep under the under the Earth. Um, they get awoken by humans. Uh, taking their resources from under the planet. So the locusts are awoken and they come out and it's their aim to destroy everything. Um, So the game takes place 14 years after they emerge from under the world and try to destroy everything. And you play as um, a guy called Marcus Phoenix who is serving a 40-year sentence, I think, in a prison for abandoning his post at one of the battles um, during Emergence Day. Um, but the government decides that they're going to set him free or something, and his, his friend Dominic Santiago comes to um, to get him out of prison because he's, you know, soldier of fortune with his soul patch moustache and his, his do-rag and the fact he's got no neck. Uh, he's literally what you would imagine like an action hero to look, look like in one of these games. It's the biggest cliché. Um, but the, the aim of the game is that uh, you and Dominic, um, who I think are called Delta Squad, have to move forward. You meet up with uh, Alpha Squad and you need to pick up something called a resonator, which will be put in the hollow. Was it the hollow? Yeah, I think it's the hollow, which is where the locusts come from. Basically the locust tunnels. Yeah, the tunnels under the, um, under the land where the, the locusts travel. Uh, the, the resonator is there to basically map out the tunnels and give you an idea of where you need to plant bombs to, to destroy the horde. Um, and yeah, the, the antagonist in this game is very forgettable. But the, the game wraps up with... Um, what, what's the weapon called that they use? Lights. Do you mean the Hammer of Dawn or...? No, the actual thing they used oh, to blow the, up the... The, the, light, the, the light something resonator, the light mass bomb, is it? Yeah, like something like that. Uh, but the, the aim of the game, and, and the aim of the plot, sorry, is to basically get this bomb into places within the, the, the tunnels where the locusts roam and save the world. And that's pretty much it. It's, it's a basic action plot, really. There's not too much thought been put into it. And I have heard that in later games, there are a lot more 
story beats. That... There's a lot of setup here that isn't paid off in this game, and that there's a lot of world building. Um, mm. Obviously, you've got the stranded, um, and you go to one of the places where they are, and you've got you're introduced to a bunch of enemies that only really make an appearance maybe once, um, like the Brumac. And then uh, you've got the stuff going on behind the scenes that most people will miss unless they're aware of the series and what happens in the second game, which is that Dominic is... Uh, looking for his looking wife, for isn't his it? his wife, Maria, yeah. uh, which is paid off later on. So there's a lot of setup here, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree there. The, the plot itself is, is by the numbers, but... There's, there's some quite nice world building in the background um, for later games. So they obviously, I don't know if that, I presume they intended it for, for it to be a series or, yeah. or at least to have a sequel. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's the plot. Um, what do you do in this game? What differentiates it from our other shooters or other shooters at the time? Uh, well, it's, it's it's a third person cover shooter, isn't it? Like you mentioned earlier. Um, I think the big the big quirk in this game or the big, you know, differentiator is that the kind of weapons that you use and the amount of blood and gore that's included in it. Um, I don't think you can really discuss this game without uh, talking about the, the chainsaw because yeah, that, that's brilliant. Yeah. That was a, a big element of the stuff I remember seeing at the time for this game and everyone loving it. It's like, Oh my God, it's so, you know, gross. <laughs> Cut these people into, yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the type of game that it is, it is a, cover shooter third person game um with a very high emphasis on gruesome kills and and gore i suppose um i know that where where this game came from it was originally a um it was a test wasn't it for for an unreal tournament game um yeah and then they buy yeah it's made by epic games um yeah of of course who are now but they they were there's some, there's some relationship between them and Epic Games, or it might be the original might be Epic Games, maybe the sequel. Though. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The sequels uh, went to to someone else, um, but yeah, Epic Games have obviously now Fortnite fame. But yeah, this was originally an Unreal Tournament game, which Unreal Tournament arguably you could say is is a Quake uh, clone or a Doom clone. So the the, the gore and the the shooting etc. and the monsters it it comes as part and parcel really of that kind of game with that background, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so the the emphasis really is on the cover shooting, and um, you can do a number of things from with it within cover. You can blind fire. You can um, do the old swap turn between cover you can move around corners yes this sounds like pretty standard stuff now but um yeah it's it's, uh it it wasn't then so it's quite unique at the time sorry guerrilla games made kill zone not not so i'm talking rubbish there (laughs) give i don't know i'm 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 thinking of a a company but i can't think what the company is but maybe we'll come back it'll come to you but yeah, so so uh, yeah, it's very heavily, but as you said, it's visceral and violent. And one of the things that I really like about this game is how punchy the weapons are. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, you've got the chainsaw, you've got that the shotgun's great, you've got um, some heavy handguns. Uh, my my, well, well, we'll come to this then. So let, let's go straight on to gameplay is king. Um, so is is I was going to say Killzone is Gears of War fun to play? Yeah, if if you're if you're looking for something that is very, very mindless and you want to 
you know, tick the the box of what your you know lizard brain as a human is looking for. Um, it, it's very much like what's the word they use when they they, they talk about action films? It's like um, I can't not eye candy. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's very much like a a, a switch shot your mind like, and it's it's like that Friday night popcorn film. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the kind of thing that if this was a movie, it would be directed by Michael Bay. It's it's that kind of thing. And I would say that it's fun. It depends what kind of thing you're looking for, but this game is very much primarily focused on the gameplay elements of it rather than anything else. Um, and as long-time listeners know, I, I usually need something a, a little bit more than that. But I would say that on the whole, yes, as a blanket statement, this game is fun. But there are caveats in there. What do you think? Yeah, I also think that this game... For me, it very it very much comes alive um, with difficulty. So you yeah. turn up the difficulty, and you have to use that cover more, and you have to pick your shots more, and you have to really go for those headshots. And what I like about this game is, although it's a shooting a shooting game, there is an element of strategy. And what I mean by that is they've built in features like um, the active reload. So when you when you reload your gun, normally you just press the button to reload your gun. It gives it's like a, a little QTE, isn't it? Yeah, you get a meter, and uh, if you if you hit if you tap the button again within that sweet spot, you get a fast reload. I love the active reload, and from be... I was going to say from looking at from looking at it, the active reload, it seems like this is the game that really brought that to like to games. Like I don't think any games were doing it before, but you still see it. A lot now, like I've played quite a lot of Star Wars Battlefront Two, the 2017 version, and that that still uses that kind of thing. It's something that I never really thought too much about, and I I don't know if I like it too much. It's all right, um, but I hadn't thought about it until I realised the the inclusion of it in this game. You know, I really like it. I, I think um, this game has a very nice gameplay loop, and it is easy to play and my thing was using the sniper rifle and just getting headshots and hearing that disgusting sound yeah that cool. you get when you get a headshot and then because uh, the sniper rifle has a single bullet you have to reload after every um shot and then it so it was active reload um headshot active reload headshot and i really like that gameplay loop there was just something very satisfying mm. about it in a sort of um primitive sort of way um so I, I quite like that gameplay loop. I do think it adds a bit of a layer compared to, for me, compared to things like your Call of Duty or um, which you just just sometimes feel like they lack a bit of something and they're more about the set pieces and um, maybe, yeah, I'd say they're more so even the, the Friday night sort of popcorn films than, than Gears of War. Um, okay, so do you have a favourite weapon? Um, it would either be the Hammer of Dawn, um, which is the like the orbital strike gun. Um, that was quite fun. Or if not that, then it would be the the shotgun, uh, the Nasha shotgun. I think the shotgun. I, I don't really use shotguns in um, in games very often, um, but the shotgun in this game is very satisfying to use. So it'd either be yeah the orbital strike gun or the, or the shotgun. Um, but as well as that, you could say like the, the chainsaw. Um, as well, obviously, because that is a, a selling point for the game. I think. What about you? Is it? Is it the yeah, sniper? Yeah, chainsaw is great. 
I like. I think they do a lot of the weapons right. The the the, uh, the grenades are fun to use. The fact that they're equipped, that that they are dedicated weapons, and you have to trade out your other weapons to use them. Um, like you had, you have to actively equip them. They're not just a button press away. Mm. Um, and as I said, the sniper rifle. Uh, you're right. The shotgun. Very few games get shotguns right in terms of the weight of them. Not that I've ever used a shotgun. I haven't yeah. used a shotgun. Um, it's the, it's the weight, I, I agree. That's the right word to use, I think. And, and this is a very weighty game. When yeah, you're, it is. It's one of the one things of the that initially things. put me off it, actually. See, I, I like that. I think it, it is a heavy game, but the characters move. If it was lighter, looking at those characters as you described them, the, the fact that they are stylized and very over the top and very... Um, I would I would call them military gruff and the yeah. kind of stereotypes of that. Um, th- they move in the way that you you think that they would move just by looking at them, as in they're not fluid or yeah, agree. Small in any way. Agree. They're heavy and lumbering, and they're like battle tanks. Um, and one of the things I really like is the uh, I think they call it the giddy run, which is uh, when you hold A and you, you sprint towards cover. Yeah. So this game a lot of what you do is controlled by the A button. So you, you attach to cover with the A button, but you also sprint to cover using the A button. And it, and again, it creates this nice thing where you're, you're sprinting towards cover and you're automatically attached to it. It can be, get a bit cumbersome if you don't want to attach to cover. Sometimes you're attached to the wrong thing. Yeah. And the A button also controls a role that you can do, which I use quite a lot. Um, it can be forgiven though, can't it? Because this was quite an early game. That, yeah, like you say, this is one of the very early ones that, d- that did this thing. Yeah, um, and now obviously I'm not I'm not crediting Gears of War with this, but sprinting games are expected in in shooting games, and, and yeah, one of the first thing that I the things that I do when I play a shooting game is try to work out where the sprint is, and. Gears of War had it back then. I'm sure there are games that had it from that era too, but this was one of them. Um, okay, so did you have a favourite bit of the campaign, a favourite location or something? Um, I think I think it's like rel- relatively earlyish on um, the the one where you go into the factory. Do you know the bit oh, I'm talking? Yeah. The one I'm talking about, um, and you've got the the, the wretches or whatever it is around you are the ones that explode. So you're talking about the factory at night by the sea and it's yeah. raining. Yeah, 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 that's very, that's very um, atmospheric. There's, there's something with this game that it is like an action shooter. Um, you know, it, it is a cover shooter, but there are also elements of horror in this game, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know if that carries on throughout the series, but this yeah, definitely does. has some creepy elements to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, th- this. It definitely carries on. I've played up to f- the end of four. Um, I don't think I've played five, but yeah, the, it's definitely present throughout. And then you get you get these kind of um, boss fights with berserkers and things like that, which are like these giant troll-like things that chase you through the level, and you can only kill them with a certain weapon. Um, and again, it switches the gameplay on its head, and and it's not just about shooting things; then it's about running away and. Mm. getting an enemy to a certain location then there's the krill which i think is a very interesting gameplay thing where 
you have to use lights and if you're standing in the light you're okay but if you if you head off into the darkness you get eaten alive very much like um if our listeners have played a plague tale um the rats in the plague tale so um yeah there's some there's some interesting stuff here i quite like um when you go to marcus's father's house yeah. i think that's quite a, a, a cool setting and you have some some good moments there um, with enemies trying to siege the house and yeah um okay audio and visuals so what do you think of the visuals of this game we've discussed the character models but what about the rest of it i think it looks like an action shooter game in a broken down old city from 2006 or 2005 it's um i don't think it really stands out as much and and you know granted i played this on the you know the the 17 year old version of the game but it doesn't really stand out too much i mean they they put a lot of effort into the amount of gore and the amount of blood and stuff and and all the gross stuff which is fun but it doesn't really stand out to me in terms of the visuals i don't think um i don't know if you disagree i think especially with the remastered version they've done quite a good job of updating it yeah. and it's definitely stylized and mm-hmm. yeah definitely there there are some moments where in the remastered version you look in, you look at the backgrounds like when you're on the train and you can there's so much going on in the background there's like um stuff going on in the sky and it's like a sunset mm. and it looks very nice um so I, I think that version has has aged quite nicely but obviously that's not the original version so it's not the version we're discussing here um but yeah that that version does look quite nice and uh, i think there is a stylized look to it um i think the animation is quite nice and uh yeah i don't really have much more to say it doesn't doesn't blow me away or anything like that but it's it's a solid crunchy looking guy <laughs> yeah cr- crunchy crunchy is a good word to to use i think other than other than weighty and macho i'd say that yeah I, I agree with that. It, um, for me, it just didn't really stand out as anything visually special, you know? It, it was just kind of another game in this ilk, I think. And how about the audio? Audio was all right. Um, some of the music was decent. Uh, the guns sound good. The chainsaw sounds good. Um, the voice acting Glass was... The headshots. Yeah, the, your favourite noise with the sniper. Um <laughs> I think that the the voice acting was was decent uh, for for yeah, the kind of game that it was. It's, right, isn't it? it's very yeah. much like it, it's an eighties action film. It's, stereo, it's <laughs> stereotypical, but it's all right. Yeah, it's what you, it's what I expected of it. Nothing more, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think I think that they've got some very good. I mean, you, with sound, you can kind of divide it into three elements, which is your sound effects, your music, and your voice acting. Yeah, and I think the sound effects are very very good. I think the music is decent. And it's got some nice atmospheric sounds in there that, again, will kind of uh, remind you of a horror game. Um, and then, yeah, pretty standard voice acting. So I'd agree with you there. Um, okay, on to our question of the week. Our question of the week is um, about health systems. Now, Gears of War has um, basically rechargeable health. So every yeah. time you take damage you have a red icon appear on the screen, a red skull, and 
the more damage you take, the redder it becomes until you um, you start bleeding out. And if you've got a, a partner playing with you, they can then revive you. Um, so this was one of the games that, again, popularised. Um, I'm not going to say it was the first one because I know that Halo did this Halo, as well. Halo, yeah. Yeah, the... the um, the regenerative health rejuvenating health yeah and what what i'm going to ask you is what is your favorite type of health system in gaming and are there any notable examples for you um hmm i i, I don't mind regenerative health sections in games um they have been done to death a little bit i suppose um i i, I don't know if it goes back to um, you know how I was when I grew up, but there are two that I I always enjoy when they're in modern games. One is a health bar, which you can um, replenish by using like med kits or uh, like on Elden Ring, you use uh, the Estus flasks to regenerate your health bar. Um, I quite like that, but I think that's just from a nostalgia point of view. And the other would be um, the two hits element that you get in platforms like Mario or like Sonic. Um I don't know if I've ever mentioned before, but the first game that I ever 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 played was um the first Sonic the Hedgehog game on the, the Sega Mega Drive. Right. And that is, you know, you, you collect rings and if you get hit once you lose all your rings. And if you get hit when you don't have any rings then you're you're dead. Same as Mario with the with the mushroom. Um yeah. I like those. Like I said, I don't mind regenerating health. Um, systems but I think they've been done a lot and because they've been done in games that get a lot of coverage um, you know like Halo like Call of Duty in particular it kind of gets a bit old I mean speaking of Epic Games who you know developed this game their big game now is is obviously Fortnite and I've not played Fortnite for about I don't know two years maybe three years perhaps but I remember in that it was health packs and, and shield juices. Yeah. I, I quite like that. Um, but I think it's more from a nostalgia point of view than anything else. Um, and I know there are other, you know, quite quirky health systems in games that probably aren't coming to my head right now. Um, but another one that I like is, even though it's not a regenerating health thing, um, the cure menu in MGS3, just because it's quirky. It's a pain in the ass to deal with every time you get shot or cut or whatever. Um, yeah, but I, like I like that, that for what it is. What about yeah. yourself? Oh, that that's a, that's a very good one because it suits the game and it, yeah. it, it feeds the narrative of the game, and it's mm-hmm. always a bonus in my book. Um, one that comes to my mind is the old Golden Eye Health, which is um, yeah. you've got your health on the left side, you've got your armor on the right side. You can't replenish your health, so if you take damage to your health, that's it; it goes down. Yeah, um, but you can replenish your armor. So it feels like a nice trade-off, um, and you don't really see that very often anymore. Um, a lot of things it feels like died with um, GoldenEye and Time Splitters and th- that kind of shooter. Yeah, you just don't really see anymore, which is a shame. Um, and I'm sure we've said it countless times on this podcast. Um, so that's one that comes to my mind. Um, obviously, with things like Resident Evil, you've got your uh, you've got your your plants that herbs. combine to extend, yeah, your 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 herbs to extend your health and um, fuel your health and yeah, so there are some interesting ones out there. Again, my mind's gonna be a blank, but Golden Eye was my one that came to my mind. Um, 
It's considering I posed that question, not the most exciting answer, but <laughs> give yourself a bit more credit. It's it's it's, it's been a long day. Um, okay, so uh, Gears of War. Uh, I can't remember what number it was on the list. Um, give me a second. Fifty-four, I think. Okay, I think 54. You said it was fifty-four, fifty something, fifty-nine. Number fifty-nine on our list. Um, Gears of War, as you said, with a score of 94. Um, does it deserve to be on the list? Mm, I don't think so. It, it was good and it's fine, but I don't think it stands out enough as being special for, for me to be in the top 100 list. Um, it, it might come back to that quote that you mentioned earlier that you had to be there at the time, and I think that is the case with quite a few games on this list. Um, and while I had fun with it and I didn't dislike it, which you know, I'm sure people that... I know that wanted us to discuss this game will be pleased that, you know, I didn't not like it. Uh, the fact that I don't think it really deserves to be on the list, probably they won't like as much because I know this game is quite, you know, quite special to them. Um, but I, I didn't dislike it. I just think that there's a lot of very good games up here that jostle for their position. Um, when we when we looked at this game, uh, when we looked at this list, sorry, I think that we thought that 100 games... 100 of the very best games was a long list of games but when we actually go through and talk about them that isn't that many to be honest with you particularly no. with some of the competition that's up here so I'd I'd be comfortable in saying I don't think that Gears of War should be here as much as I enjoyed it um, what do you think? Yeah I think it does deserve to be there and and personally I would put Gears of War 2 on the list over Gears of War 1 um, mm-hmm. I think it refined everything that Gears of War 1 had and it had a better story, um, so I would I would put that over this one if I had the choice. But given that I have not been given that choice, I would, I would put Gears of War on the list. I think it. I don't think we've played that many third person. I mean, I know we've played no. The Last of Us and Uncharted and things like that, but I don't think we've played that many first third person um, shooters on this list. And it'd be interesting. We said we're going to uh, have a look at games within a, a certain genre at one point um, when we do a kind of summary episode and maybe pick um, our favourite of each genre. I'm yeah. not saying this is going to be um, the favourite of the third-person shooters, but I don't think there have been that many. So no. it, it's um, for that reason, I think it deserves to be that we've, for me, you said about the list. I think we've also played a lot of games that I don't really think deserve to be on the list. No. Probably close to half. Mm. Um, and maybe that's my personal preference uh, yeah, of course. to games. But yeah, I think that there are some that, given the way that we, when we did our rating episode, our ranking episode, given the way that we, we ranked some of those games, we both obviously didn't think that some games deserve to be on this list. But I think this one... I feel quite happy putting it out. I've had a lot of fun with it over the years. I've played it multiple times. Mm. Um, and I will play it again. And actually, I was looking forward to coming to it on the list. And I'm probably going to do a playthrough of the series with my girlfriend now um, in co-op. So, yeah, uh, I, I had fun with it. And I think it deserves to be there. Um, fair enough. Okay. So, let's wrap things up. What have we got coming up next time on the list? I believe that we agreed that we would be doing Street Fighter 4, correct? Correct. Street Fighter yes. 4 is coming next week. Yes, we did um we did a Street Fighter episode um 
probably about six months. It's weird because a lot of the games that we play. What's that? Sorry. Was it two alpha or three alpha? I think it was three alpha. But it's funny because when when we record these games and play these games, like I look back on thinking Street Fighter Alpha, that doesn't feel like that was long ago. But when you think about it, it was probably about six or seven months ago, maybe a year. Um, over a year ago that we played that. Nah, I don't reckon it's that long. That'll be the next game, a bit of a shorter one. Um, obviously, as we come towards the end of the list, we're now running out of games um, to to choose from um, because we picked quite a lot of the big games at the start of the list when we were, you know, quite new to it. So there's there's a, a strange few left, I suppose. Um, some really big games, some that we're quite looking forward to and others that we're, you know, just, yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah. But you know, it it's it's nice to have, and I've um, over Christmas, I'd, like I said, I started playing Elden Ring, which we're gonna have to come to at some point because, as some listeners may or may not be aware, but there have been about seven or eight additions into the top one hundred since we um, finalised the list uh, when we got about a quarter of the way through it, so probably the end of twenty twenty, um, and one of those games is Elden Ring. Uh, and another game that I've been playing again recently uh, is uh, Disco Elysium, and we'll be coming to that as well. So we've still got, you know, about 11, 10 maybe games from the original list, as well as another about eight or nine um, that have been added since then. So Plus our own games afterwards. Plus our own any, games afterwards. Any recommendations from listeners? Um, so we did which... Street Fighter Alpha 3 yeah. um, 11 and a half months ago. Oof, say about a year. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that'll be next week. But um, as always, if you enjoy listening to us, you can reach out to us via email at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. I will admit that I don't check the inbox very, very often. Um, and we did get an email from uh, a listener who I personally know uh, going back a few months ago and realised it had been in the inbox for about three weeks. Um, three years. <laughs> because... For, for, since we started the podcast um, but yeah so um, we, we will always get back to you it might just take a bit of time uh, but we're on social media as well the long short fits uh, on Instagram and Twitter and the Facebook and yes that is all from myself today is there anything extra from yourself yeah hopefully we have a bit of a tighter episode next week but yeah it's been um, <laughs> it's been a busy few days I've enjoyed talking about this one. I think it, I think it's yeah, fun. It's, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been fun to get back to. Lovely. Well, that said, then we will see you next week for Street Fighter Four. But in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.